morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another fine, fantastic, fabulous, fiery sort of Friday for a feisty Friday foray for Torch Report 543, analyzing the American political circus through the lens of the next global war. Let me ask you, friends, what do Taylor Swift, Vladimir Putin, and Joe Biden all have in common? Hmm? Think about it. Now, I'm willing to guess, <coughs> I'm willing to bet, I should say, that you'd never guess. Uh, so let me just kind of connect the dots here. We're going to kind of work our way through this, wade into the uh, circus a little bit, because the fix is in. No doubt about it. In my mind, the fix is in. There are uh, a few competing themes out this morning in the headlines today, and and not, not the least of which is the mainstream media officially tossing Joseph effing Biden under the bus, and of course, Tucker Carlson's historic interview with the evil Russian tyrant, Vladimir Putin. Now, also at the top of the list in the news cycle today is Mark Zuckerberg lying to Congress about the impact of social media on youth, and of course, the fact that Americans, America's enemies are sharpening their knives as our government dysfunction continues to broadcast for all the world to seize. Says TheHill.com this morning, quote, The recent deaths of three American service members in Jordan by Iranian-backed proxies is yet another devastating example of how enemies of the democratic world, including Iran, Russia, China, and North Korea, are increasingly uniting uh, in their goals and actions against America and its allies. Just weeks after Hamas's deadly terrorist attack in Israel, Russia and China met and agreed to closer foreign policy coordination, and already we are witnessing the devastating results, period, end quote. Just to sum that up, there's blood in the water, the sharks, they can smell it. Uh, But just in case there's any doubt about our enemies sharpening their uh, knives because of the great government dysfunction, (laughs) obviously we're in a weak position, but the only doubt, the only solution, if there was any doubt, I should say, is that war, more war, we gotta have World War III. How could we not have World War III? Just look at the evil Russian tyrant, look at the crazy Iranians and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, you know, it's not just more war, right? I mean, it, more accurately, it's more of your hard-earned dollars being shipped overseas to be laundered through the global network of corrupt diplomats and the MIC proxies. But all of that's just going to ensure that we do escalate the tension in order, of course, to push the imperialist agenda of the secret global cabal. Now, uh, after uh, I, I watched the Tucker Carlson interview last night with... Uh, it's like two hours long. I didn't get through the whole thing, but watching... Uh, Vladimir Putin and his body language and Carlson and all that. Anyway, after Putin was kind of soft-pedaling the fact that the uh, U.S. deep state was behind the Nord Stream bombing, uh, you may recall that was reported by yours truly way back in Torture Port 207. I called it the Baltic Sea bombing. It was an act of war. Later, that was confirmed by the venerable Seymour Hirsch, as reported in Torture Port 300, Nord, Nord Stream was an act of war. Uh, but Putin, he was pointing that out, and then, he, and then he challenged Tucker Carlson with the following question. He says, why is America fighting for you? 
Ukraine's border while refusing to defend its own? Now that is a damn good question. And it kind of came on the heels of all this talk about American boots on the ground in Russia. I'm sorry, in Ukraine, in this war against Russia, which the Pentagon had confirmed last April. And why are we sending boots on the ground over in eastern Ukraine? We can't even protect our own border and all that. That was kind of the discussion that was being had. But as I, as I was going to look into this and, and provide some references for to establish this fact that there are boots in the ground, I typed in American boots on the ground in Ukraine, and I got stonewalled. Uh, the DuckDuckGo search engine said, uh, <laughs> there's an error. Uh, we can't display any results on American boots on the ground in Ukraine. Evidently... The algorithms were having a hard time coughing up this inconvenient fact. But being the diligent sleuth that I am, I persisted through different search engines to deliver you the truth you can trust so you don't have to just take my words for it. Uh, The Pentagon says the U.S. military personnel are in Ukraine. That's coming from Reuters. The Pentagon leak shows that U.S. special forces are in Ukraine. That's the New York Post. And, of course, uh, those leaks stirred up GOP outrage over uh, troops in Ukraine. That was over at thehill.com. So there are troops in Ukraine. Of course, uh, lest you believe your lying eyes, the fact checkers are going to be quick to set you straight. Uh, Fact check, are there U.S. troops on the ground in Ukraine? I mean, come on, you know. Well, well, you need some context, you know. Uh, Whether or not there are boots on the ground in Ukraine really is a matter of where the mind is being steeped. So if your context is leftist indoctrination, then U.S. Special Forces are really just peacekeepers and weapons inspectors. They're not troops. And, and they're probably just wearing sneakers and not boots, and therefore, there are no troops with boots on the ground in Ukraine. I mean, come on, man! <laughs> but, friends, if your context is living in reality, as I'm sure it is for the astute listening audience of the Torch Report, then, of course, none of this comes as a surprise, you know, especially... Not the fact that the deep state has deployed American troops to secure their considerable interests in the beguiled bastion of corruption that we call Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine. <laughs> Spit it out. Uh, they don't only make sense, but I don't want to get lost in the weeds here. I assure you that Ukraine and Russia are not our biggest concerns. Even the evil Russian tyrant was able to spell it out. Simple enough for anyone to grasp, says Vladimir Putin, quote, do the United States need this? What for? Thousands of miles away from your national territory, you have issues on the border, issues with migration, issues with the national debt, more than $33 trillion. You have nothing better than to do than to fight in Ukraine? Wouldn't it be better to negotiate with the Ruskies? <laughs> Make an agreement, says Putin. Realize that Russia will fight for its interest to the end and return to common sense and look for solutions. Period. End quote. Seemed like a reasonable statement, but alas, friends, this is all just smoke and mirrors. Now, much more juicy and more prominent in the center ring circus today is the clown show we call American Elections. And I put a screenshot in the report today that really kind of portrays everything you need to know. So if 
you happen to be listening on a podcast platform like Spotify, Apple, or iHeartRadio, please know you just have to go to thetortreport.com to see this spiffy annotated screenshot from CNN. It says Biden rips into the special counsel and blames his staff at a press conference. Uh, Biden forcefully criticized hers accusations, including that he has memory issues. But moments later, he mixed up the country of Egypt's uh, uh, Mexico and Egypt. And then on the uh, other side of the CNN screen there, it has that the U.S. Supreme Court justices signaled they may side with Trump in a historic case. And it just, you know, this juxtaposition of, of Biden's fighting, you know, against these, you know, accusations and, and the Supreme Court siding with Trump and all of that. Uh, you know, personally, personally, I'd be surprised if this senile sock puppet was able to rip up a napkin, let alone rip into the special counsel that just concluded that he willfully retained classified documents. But uh, if you're tracking that news story, of course, the fact that he broke the law, willfully retained documents, since Biden seems like a, quote, well-meaning elderly man with poor memory, end quote, to quote special counsel Robert Herr, uh, since he could not remember when he was the vice president, since he could not remember when his son died, for example, the uh, the special counsel, they, de- they declined to press charges. I mean, he's a well-meaning old man with a bad memory. You know, we're not going to press charges on this guy. And uh, it, it's just, it's insane. You know, is it any wonder why our enemies are sharpening their knives? Friends, if you're, uh, if you're inclined to flesh out the story, I put a bunch of links in the report today. But I think it's important to note that all the stories about this whole thing about Biden being willfully uh, being about the fact that Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified documents and all of that, these stories are being run in the liberal echo chamber. Uh, Hence the previous assertion that they're tossing Biden under the bus here. And what I'd like to say really to any liberal Democrats in the listening audience, if you're out there, can't we just be honest? You know, this is a national embarrassment. I think that that's a talking point we could have with anybody that we know in our, in our circle of influence that leans left. Like, look at this guy. It's a joke. And now the left is throwing him under the bus. But Joe Biden is a national embarrassment. Nobody in their right mind would vote for that man, let alone uh, make the absolutely ludicrous claim that he is the best the left has to offer. It's absolutely outrageous. But there's a a similar storyline that's kind of embedded in this narrative that's emerging right now, and that that is, and that storyline is that this is another James Comey moment. What's being implied here is that just like Hillary Clinton's loss to Donald Trump after James Comey's damning report about her blatant felonious crimes, you guys remember that? Like he lists them all out, page after page. She broke this rule, she broke that rule, law here, law there, felony there, misdemeanor here, whatever. But after all of that. James Comey magically decided not to enforce the law. Uh, I mean, come on, you know, the damage was done. So, I mean, the reason that Hillary lost was because of this this report. And in the same way, so too will creepy Uncle Joe get treated with kid gloves. He's going to get put back in his playpen. There's not going to be any actual charges. But regardless, Joe's got to go because the deep state cannot stand to lose. So I think it's going to be... very interesting, wildly interesting, really, to see who they trot out onto the stage next. There are a lot of whispers about Gavin Newsom and Michelle Obama, but to me, this is all just speculation. So we're going to just kind of have to see how it all plays out. But another element buried in this emerging narrative 
is the aligning of the courts with Donald Trump. And I'm not saying that the courts are choosing sides to align with Donald Trump. They're, they are merely, you know, they're loosely upholding the law, kind of striking down some really ridiculous lower court lawfare. But what I'm saying here is that the propagandists are merging the courts with MAGA extremists in the minds of the minions. Does that make sense? They're kind of linking the two. And there are many reasons for that, obviously, such as continuing to lay the foundation to justify packing the court. But as I was thinking it through, as I noticed that, I thought, you know what? My mind kind of harkened back to the summer of rage. You remember the summer of rage and, and how liberals were screeching about the authoritarian abuse of power when the Supreme Court rightfully overturned Roe v. Wade, right? They made a, abortion a states' rights issue, and then, oh, the summer of rage! And that was, uh, that was over a year ago at this point, but just kind of to quickly connect the dots, during that time... The Carnegie Foundations, they have that global protest tracker. Do you remember the, the global protest tracker? We were talking about it. Uh, they, they're tracking over 400, over 400 significant anti-government protests that have erupted worldwide. Now, again, that was over a year ago, and I, I checked it out today. Again, the Carnegie's global protest tracker, it's still over 400 uh, global protests worldwide right now, but... What I think would be a shock to most Americans is, is to learn that the Carnegie's assessment of these significant anti-government protests, they've got them in the U.S. There's all these significant anti-government protests in the United States of America, and they're stemming from nothing other than the abortion ruling. I kid you not. And along with that, they've got a list of other reasons people are protesting in America, like Trump's policies, climate protests, and then some protests over Xi Jinping's recent visit to the uh, APEC summit in France, San Francisco. So, but I think that buried in all of that, this, this latest linking of the Supreme Court with Donald Trump, properly understood, this is nothing less than an undermining of the rule of law and the Constitution. They're priming the minds of radical leftists to unleash rage and violence against an unjust system of oppression. That's how it's being laid out there. And all of this is being done, of course, with the support of George Soros and the rest of the global cabal. So in other words, friends, as I've said before, I believe that they are setting the stage for a hung election in a civil war, just like they've been predicting. Don't underestimate the deep state's ability to pull that off. And don't doubt for a second their willingness to use Donald Trump in the process, okay? Uh, I, I think that we need to be wise to what's going on, eyes wide open. As I've suggested, you know, Donald Trump could be being used as the Trojan horse to facilitate this because the left is so much more prone to violence. Can you imagine what happens if Trump gets elected? Uh, and, and of course, you know, the Supreme Court's illegitimate and, and on and on and on. So, I think uh, along with that, we should also not dismiss the possibility. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I can't even hardly say it out loud, but we can't overlook the possibility that the deep state may move forward with this utterly absurd proposition that somehow Vice President Kamala Harris, Kamala Cackling Harris, is somehow better suited to be the leader of the free world than the sock puppet. So they might put her in there at least until they can rig the next election. That's kind of what's uh, out there in the nebulous. Says the White House yesterday, just as the news of Joe Biden's mental incompetence had hit the mainstream 
mainstream outlets. And, and shortly after Joe was getting mercilessly mocked for the quote unquote hard to watch, absolutely laughable demand. Joe's like, all right, I demand that the president of Mexico say, you know, he's all mumbling and all that, but he's saying he's demanding the president of Mexico opens the gates to Gaza. Okay, and this is uh, like right as he's trying to defend his mental competence. Uh, I demand, uh, you know, President of Mexico Sisi uh, open the gates to Gaza. I mean, it's uh, it's it's, uh, it's astounding just how uh, degraded this man has become. But says the White House, quote, we are so fortunate to have a real leader, a true friend and a historic vice president in Kamala Harris. We couldn't do this without you, Kamala. End quote. I mean, can't you just feel the love? Doesn't everybody just love Kamala Harris? We're so fortunate to have a real leader, a true friend and a historic vice president in Kamala Harris. We just couldn't do it without you. I mean, come on, let's cut the crap. Who the hell believes that. Friends, it's lunacy, pure and simple. But do not dismiss the possibility that the deep state might prop her up because they need to get rid of this sock puppet ahead of the election. So there you have it. That's my speculation as a mere ignorant peasant. But make no mistake, my friends, this all does play directly into the geopolitics of World War III. There was a great article out today over at Zero Hedge talking about uh, this, I'm not sorry, not Zero Hedge, the pro- uh, Real Clear Wire, Real Clear Politics, you guys may know them. They have an article out about the geopolitics of World War III talking about, you know, can the U.S. fight on four different fronts? So I put that link in there today because it does tie it, tie, kind of tie all of this together. And, and none of it really bodes well for the future. How the 2024 election plays out and how it plays in the, this you know, threat of an impending global war, that does not bode well for the future of America. But unfortunately, quite unfortunately, while the uh, Europe, European farmers have chalked up a temporary victory over the sinister global agenda, over the global cabal, right now... The majority of Americans remained enthralled with the political circus, right? I mean, this is good stuff. I mean, like, this is the most exciting thing happening in the whole entire world. And because people are enthralled with the political circus and most people remain engaged in this senseless two-party bickering, I think that the majority of Americans are still unaware of the forces that are gathered against us. That's huge. So... Besides that, I mean, friends, it's, it's Super Bowl weekend. Who's really going to pay attention, right? I mean, Taylor Swift's going to be at the Super Bowl. That's what's exciting. Not the deep state setting us up for World War III and the utter collapse and systemic uh, systematic destruction of the United States of America. I mean, it's Super Bowl weekend, and Taylor Swift's going to be there. And, of course, right on cue for your amusement, friends, CNN has provided us as Americans with a guide to the Super Bowl in Taylor Swift lyrics. <laughs> I kid you not. It's there in the report, friends. By Monday, I assure you, it will be as if none of this had ever happened. So what do Taylor Swift, Vladimir Putin, and Joe Biden all have in common? I know you've been dying to find out. Friends, they're all being used in a game that's stacked 
against us. It's a game that we desperately need to win. And to do that, we need to stay wise. So stay wise, Patriots. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch back up on the flip side of insanity. And until then, remember, resist we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Find that heart. Click that heart. Give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace the rest of this fine, fantastic, fabulous Friday. Stay feisty, friends. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you.